What's good, everyone? It is the Puerto Rican Pyros, the Mike for Hire, the podcast mercenary Christian Joel Ramos back at it again with a brand new review. And today we're going to discuss the Disney Plus original series, Marvel original series, Loki. Now, if you hear a little bit of humming in the background, that's my AC on blast. It is hot as hell. We are in summer, so just ignore it and you will get to this review, okay? <laughs> so, it starts off with Avengers Endgame, that scene where the Avengers time travels to the Quantum Realm to get to where they can get the Tesseract, and then Loki catches it. Remember that scene in the film? That's where we start off in, and Loki escapes with it. Where does he end up in? He ends up in the past. So, he ends up in the middle of the Gobi Desert in Mongolia, and he crash lands hard. So the Time Variance Authority is apparently this time cop thing, kind of like the Time Lords in uh, Doctor Who. And um, they he are here to arrest him, but he's resisting because he doesn't believe that there's actually a time-traveling police force. Like, come on, I would have heard of you guys. I'm the god of mischief and intergalactic villain and world-renowned, universe-renowned uh, villain here. And yeah, they take his ass down. He resists and he gets hit with a damn police baton in slow motion. I didn't see that coming. That was actually a pretty funny scene. And he feels the pain in slow motion too. Ouch. So he gets sent to the TVA for processing. And then we get a nice little video introduction from Miss Minutes, similar to that Molecule video from Jurassic Park. Miss Minutes, played by Tara Strong. I'm like, of course they got Tara Strong. Like you gotta get the most iconic badass voice actor in, in, in my, from my generation, because I have a very strong connection to Tara Strong. She's an awesome person. Um, met her in, in the Comic-Con one time. She was just really, really genuine, very, um, you know, some people have this thing about, like, actors seeing fake, but she didn't seem fake. She is one of those people that she looks like she could be that kind of person, but she's a sweetheart. She's a very nice person to talk to and very giving. I got to give a shout-out to her. She's just awesome. So she plays the role of Miss Minutes, this, like, animated 40-style coin like or a clock i think i don't know it's a coin or a clock i think it's a clock because this is about minutes yeah duh it, it kind of looks like a coin because she's like that yellow coin here from video games but she's there showing a video and things you gotta do and uh, one thing is you have to keep your ticket kind of like a deli ticket as you go into the front of the dmv line i mean the tva line for uh processing there was two people there, Loki and some other inmate. He didn't take it serious. He didn't take a ticket. He goes to the front of the line. They ask him for his ticket. He forgets about it, and he gets smoked, literally disintegrated in front of uh, Loki's eyes. And then Loki's just like, oh, my gosh, looking through his, like, prison garb uh, for his ticket so he doesn't get disintegrated as well. And, of course, I skipped a whole bunch of sequences here where he's getting processed and changed. And it's a like, nice little, like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy type um, prison scene that they have for Loki here. So now we're going to 1549, I believe, in France. An agent is at a church, and he's there talking to this little boy. He tells him about a demon that did something, but sure, and she killed a bunch of people in the church. And he points to the demons, uh, essentially, I guess it's Satan's uh, stained glass uh, image, and they're like looking for this demon. He gave the kid some gum. That's what that giveaway this child was in there. And it's one thing after another we're trying to figure out who is behind killing the agents of tv apparently it's what's called a variant now variant as this minute described in her little video is something that's not supposed to happen in the timeline out of the actual realm of possibility pretty much everything is predestined within this time and space what was supposed to happen happens so somebody broke through time and space and did something that's yeah not exactly according to what's going for example Imagine if you were late to work because you went to grab a cup of coffee or you just got stuck in traffic and you were supposed to be at work at a designated time. That is in itself a variant because if you did not hit traffic, you would have been there on point. 
or if you weren't so responsible stop for Dunkin's or Starbucks of course that too <laughs> so that's how they explain the time and it's like so much explained I'm not here to explain just watch the show it's just something I'm giving you in the short uh, cliff notes here so he is this kid was given bubblegum and the bubblegum is like packaging mind you it's the 1500s bubblegum doesn't exist in this era and he has like what it looks like 80s 70s style gum and it says double berry gum like oh crap here we go so we move on where Loki's in court and he thinks it's all pantomime he doesn't believe that the TVA is real he thinks it's all just a bunch of horse crap and he's just like they're like come on it's just bullshit right like yeah yeah you think so the timekeepers aka the time lords control all time and space and Loki we did something outside of his existence so he is to be guilty and sent to whatever his uh sentencing is and then agent mobius played by uh owen wilson he comes in and uh he's there with this great speech of like how to use this variant to find the other variant because a lot of their agents are getting assassinated trying to seek this variant so they don't know who the hell the variant is so they're like why don't we use loki's move set power set whatever and in our advantage so we can find a variant because who else could be easy to find a variant than variant himself so he's trying to talk to the judge about this about like let me have him like shadowing me or whatever and this is where he shows loki essentially this clockwork orange scene all of his greatest hits of all the greatest evil deeds he's done and he doesn't really like react to it until the very end of it and apparently loki once hijacked a plane in one timeline as a bet by Thor, like he was, it looked like the 1950s, and he was one of those iconic bombers of the 50s or something. I don't know. It's out of my my uh, history lesson classes. So, but Loki admits he's did that, he's done that before, and that was one of his variant moments. Because uh, Thor made a bet. <laughs> I'm like, okay, these guys are childish, godlike beings, and they're acting like children. So Loki is then shown his destiny, and he's overwhelmed. Because remember, this isn't the same Loki from the Endgame series. This is the Loki was that existed back in the two, you know early 2000s, uh, 2010s, that was dealing with the Avengers as a villain. He's not just turned a new leaf quite yet. He's still going through that phase where he's trying to find himself. So this Loki is straight up evil and very mischievous and has no connections, emotional ties to anybody outside of, outside of Asgard at this point in history. And that's where it all kicks in. So Loki is overwhelmed by his destiny. He's like, in the end, I died his crazy death by Thanos' hand, getting my neck snapped. And he's like, this is all predestined. There's no way for me to change this. So it's like, nothing really matters. So Loki threatens an office clerk for the Tesseract bag, gets it, and then realizes that, wait a minute, there's a desk full of Infinity Stones? He's like, and the guy in the office is like, on the TBA, he's like, yeah, we all use them for paperweights. I'm like, what? See, the Infinity Stones do not work in this realm. Which has me pondering, and many people pondering, that the TVA could themselves be inside the quantum realm, because there's been a lot of like YouTube videos of like pointing out how the TVA's aesthetic, the city that they're in, looks a lot like what the quantum realm looked like in the Ant-Man films. And like, you know what? That's actually pretty cool. Well, I guess have to know. We'll find out either towards the end of the series, or in the Ant-Man film, or in the multi uh, multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange. We'll see where this whole thing ties up, but I think this is a great theory that's actually got some base to it. It's not just some random nonsense. It actually very much makes sense. So he's spotted, but then rewinds back to the original room he goes to. Because he was caught, they took off his collar. They obviously subdued all his powers and stuff, and he then flash forwards. He does this weird thing where he like <laughs> backwards and forwards himself like a videotape. And uh, Loki can't use any of these Infinity Stones there. They're completely useless. So he literally thinks the TVA is the most 
powerful weapon in the universe because nothing of logic works here. It's all just nothing, and nothing means anything in the TVA. It is all its own contained universe in itself, where time has no, you know, set direction. One would say. So again, this is a lot of overwhelming details that Loki's trying to take in. And at first, that was a joke. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I discovered something amazing." So at this point. He is given the choice to join the TVA, or not join them, pretty much be an assistant to them to guess take off time off his sentencing. So they go variant hunting, and Loki's like, so who is this variant anyways? He's like, it's you. He's like, what? He's like, another Loki in a different universe, in a different timeline. Again, this is Marvel, so multiverse, obviously, is out there doing these deeds because he, he already discovered... Um, what the TVA was and he started doing his mischievous evil things so the Loki that we're dealing with now has a way to redeem himself by taking down his, his uh, doppelganger or his other universe variant himself and they end up in Selena, Oklahoma 1858 and we get a glimpse of the variant killing off a team with a lantern just lighting up a, a ring of fire around them and just slaying them stabbing them and mind you at this point Mobius, Agent Mobius, has no trust in Loki, but he can use Loki's powers against him because how else are you going to find somebody than actually using themselves to find him? It just makes perfect sense. But he has him in a short leash. Like, listen, you've stabbed many people in the back. Many people. Multiple times. You aren't to be trusted. But somehow it's like an odd <laughs> buddy cop, odd couple pairing. And I'm like, all right, I like the direction of the show. It's a Marvel Doctor Who mixed with uh, Tango and Cash, some sort of buddy cop series and like this is definitely something i want to see and science fiction it's a little bit of everything and it's got me hooked in the first episode so stay tuned we'll be right back with the second episode review and welcome back and we're going to review episode two titled the variant for the disney plus marvel exclusive series loki and where do we leave off? Okay, so now we're in Oshkosh, Wisconsin in 1825. A lot of time jumping in the show, obviously because it's a show about time traveling. Durr. So the variant ambushes the team and takes their equipment once again and actually takes a damn uh, a hostage. That's the first in all their scenarios since they started dealing with this variant that's been going assassination hunting on all the agents. So the variant ambushes the team, takes their equipment, takes the hostage. Loki is in his new job role and he's helping Miss Minutes or hearing from Miss Minutes but annoying her because again, he is the god of mischief. He's going to be annoying as hell and Miss Minutes trying to tell him some serious information and he's taking her as a joke because she's a cartoon character come to life. Yes, a holographic cartoon character. And then she just jumps to the computer screen for him to calm the hell down. <laughs> She's giving him the rules and regulations of training, and he's just taking this all one giant joke. He has a damn jacket like he's a freaking cop, and he's just looking at the back and says, Oh, very wow, how clever. Just so you don't forget who you are, you trickster. So they head out to the site of the last attack in Wisconsin, where the hunter leader C-20 was taken hostage by the other Loki. And in the previous scene, you see C-20 get possessed and take down her whole team. And then she kind of just faints, and that's when the Loki, other Loki takes her to this portal where... This Loki is jumping dimension to dimension or time to time. So it takes the equipment. So obviously, this Loki is using all the time traveler's equipment. That's how he is able to go from A to B or whatever. So Loki sees a TVA's librarian for files and try to get history on the TVA. And they're like, those are classified. He's like, okay, how about the history of time? In the beginning, the end, it's also classified. Then what can you give me, lady? And it's just files on himself. <laughs> 
So it goes on to where see Ragnarok, where Loki is hiding, is actually any apocalypse possible in history because apparently they don't trace your variants in apocalypse since it's end of an era. It's an it's instruction where everyone dies. So it doesn't matter what you do in a apocalyptic scenario, it all goes to shit in the end. So this is how Loki is able to, I guess, exist between time where no one's gonna track him. That's like some of a gun. And this is how he showed Mo Agent Mobius exactly what he means. And he just starts telling the people of Pompeii, they're in Pompeii in 79 AD. But before this happens, like he speaks to Mobius about what he found in his case files in lunch, uses a salad as a model. And the guy's like, I'm trying to eat a salad for lunch, man. And uses pepper and salt and then puts juice in it from the guy's table and destroys his lunch, trying to explain with so much exuberance of what he discovered. And then once he's proven right, this is where the Agent Mobius takes it to the judge, like, okay, so the variant exists between any existing apocalypse. That's where we're going to find him. And that's Loki's theory, because in an apocalypse, there's no variant change, and the theory is true. So Loki meets variant Loki, the other Loki, and they have a verbal standoff. But this is the plot twist. This version of Loki is a woman. I didn't see that coming. This is the only Loki that's given the TVA any kind of trouble. And it's the first female version of Loki that we've seen. Now, there are many other Lokis. There's like a giant monstrous Loki, a Viking Loki. They showed a bunch of like modern day Lokis too. That was kind of funny, like surfers and bike riders. But this one is the strongest of all the Lokis because she's the most cunning of all of them. So things get kind of physical as the other Loki's jumping bodies, fighting off Loki <laughs> into a Haas type body type. And in the other Loki, right, she sets up a bomb into the sacred timeline and she dips but the portal's closing other loki sees an opportunity to jump and follow after her because he at this point he's trying to either manipulate her to get what he wants or somehow use her to get what he wants which is to meet the time lords and take over the tva because that's the other power in the universe something that doesn't exist within any universe but as she escapes agent mobius and the whole tva are chasing after loki and he just dips and that's the end of the episode L literally that was it this whole episode was a lot of intrigue between the judges and the TVA. Should we trust this variant? Why are we using him? Why can't we just like put him in prison already? Like, and it's a lot of essentially uh, character building. And I like that because it's not all just about action. Yes, you get some action towards the end of the episode, but it really goes to show that the show is mainly about do we trust this guy to do good to save his own ass? Or is he going to be desperate enough to do anything to escape because he's done it before because he's Loki. That's what he does. And I can't wait for the third episode. I'm going to stay tuned. This episode was not as good as the first one, but it definitely set up some things that I was looking forward to for the third episode because it's a setup episode. Setup episodes are never as good as the previous, which are usually where things are already occurring. So this is going to be a setup for the third episode, and I cannot wait. I am at critical mass, foaming in the mouth, anxiously waiting for Wednesday to come around, which is a few days from now from when this podcast comes out. And yeah, this has been the first couple episodes of the first season of Loki on Disney+. Plus from Marvel and Disney. Thank y'all for tuning in. As always, it is the Puerto Rican Powerhouse, the Mike for Hire, the podcast mercenary, the Puerto Rican Kaiju himself, Christian Joel Ramos, signing off until next time. Thank y'all for tuning in. Stay safe, take care, and have a great day.